2: Welcome back to BetQL Daily. Big, big weekend of college hoops. It's John Zestremski. we got Ryan Horvath. We're going to welcome in our BetQL college hoops aficionado. Let's bring in our guy, Jim Root. who's ready to rock and roll. Jim, it's JJ. It's Ryan. What's happening, dude? How you doing, man?
1: I'm, I'm, I'm doing well.
2: It's early out
1: on the West Coast here, but I'm always ready to talk college hoops. I got a, I got a dentist appointment later today, so this is way better than that. I'm That's like, let's, tremendous.
2: Let's, by the way, how does that go when you when you give the uh, the ID card and the last name is Root? They like trying to push like a root canal on you. I mean, I know you probably get that joke all the time, but I, I have to bring it up. I'm sorry, I just. Oh yeah,
1: I've I've had one in my life as a ooh. result of a basketball related uh, catastrophe, and
2: it, I just don't
1: need anymore. I'm gonna stay away from the root canals from from now on.
2: Totally fair. All right, let's get to the weekend, Jim. Uh, big takeaway, like if there was one game that really stood out above the the rest, was it the Michigan comeback Sunday against Wisconsin? Was it the uh, Villanova loss to Creighton? Like when you think about this weekend college basketball, what's your number one grand takeaway?
1: I think that first one you mentioned, the the, the Michigan comeback against Wisconsin, basically seemed like we saw that rust from Michigan in the first half. Like, okay, this is what we expected, team out of a mandated shutdown where they just simply could not practice, weren't allowed to. And then they just buckled down in the second half, put the clamps on Wisconsin, a super experienced team that they'd already beaten once. You'd think that setup's great for, for the Badgers to get a bounce back win at home, but Michigan was having none of it. Super impressed with them. Livers hit some massive shots to keep them in it when they were struggling. And then down the stretch, everybody made plays. Hunter Dickinson all over the glass. And that they're not quite on that Gonzaga Baylor tier, but a performance like that on the road out of a shutdown is about as good as it gets, as good as you could expect from them. So I'd I remain very impressed by Michigan.
3: Yeah, same here, Jim. And I'm with you, especially with the Badgers. I mean, a team filled with seniors—you just you expect them to close out that game. Instead, they get outscored in the second half by 20. They've been a letdown to me. Uh, you know, the, the Wisconsin really has. What teams other than Gonzaga, other than Baylor, are you seeing some value in right now? Like, who is who's that next tier? You know, is it Villanova? Probably not after this weekend. You know, is it a team like Illinois that nobody's really talking about? Who do you see value in outside of Baylor and Gonzaga right now?
1: Do you mean uh, in terms of like a futures market or just kind of a game to game strategy
3: in in the futures market, but also just being able to compete with a team like either of those two teams, you know, because those two teams are great and there's some really good teams, but like, who do you see being able to step on the floor and play like either of those teams to a single digit game? Because right now both of them are just blowing teams out. I mean, obviously, you know, with the COVID layoff for Baylor, we haven't seen them in a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a fair question. Uh, I think, Alabama, Houston, and Illinois are probably the three that, that jump out to me most. Alabama has obviously laid some stinkers on the road on Saturday morning games at Oklahoma, at Mizzou, back to back weekends was not very impressive, but they're not fully formed right now. Once they get Jordan Bruner back from his injury, that should come, I think, in another week or two, is what Nate Oates made it sound like. That adds a, a key big man up front, a smart passer, a guy that can knock down shots, protect the rim. They don't really have a, a big dude that can do that, uh, all of those things right now. So once he's on the court and they got that spread offense going against Gonzaga or Baylor, maybe there's a chance for them. Houston's got just the lockdown defense, physicality, well-coached with Samson, a deep uh, scoring backcourt. I think they can get up to that level at some point. Obviously, they've had some disappointments in, in their own league as well. That East Carolina loss does not look good, but then... The last team, Illinois, as you mentioned, they, they go to sleep sometimes. Like Going to overtime with Nebraska is pretty unacceptable, but their ceiling is so high with I.O. and Kofi and a bunch of really quality role players that have been hitting shots this season. I think Illinois can get up to that level. It, they, they played with Baylor for a half, but then mm-hmm. ran out of steam in the second half. But I, I think Illinois has the long-term upside to be a, a, a thorn in their side
2: in the tournament. Jim Root, Action Network, Second Chance Points, breaking down the college basketball market. Um, Jim, what has been a tougher league for you to handicap? Big 12 or Big 10?
1: Ooh, I will go Big 10, I think. Um, it, it's been tough because, you know, there are some teams like Minnesota that are just completely different at home versus on the road, which makes less sense this season than it does in a normal year where the home atmosphere can get you amped, and, and then you go on the road, and maybe you just can't get up to the same level when you're facing a hostile crowd. But this year with empty gyms, I figured teams would be roughly the same versus home versus road, but Minnesota certainly hasn't been. Maryland's had a couple wildly great road performances with the win at Illinois, the win at Wisconsin. I just trying to get a read on some of these teams and, and there's a lot of up and down, even from the ones we perceive as the best, whether it's, you know, Illinois had some odd performances, uh, Wisconsin certainly has, but really only Michigan has been that consistent mainstay, Michigan and home Minnesota. So I, I've had a, a tough time with that, still trying to get a feel for that league.
3: Jim, what are your thoughts on the ACC as far as the best team? I mean, we get a good matchup tonight, Virginia, Florida State that I'm looking forward to. Anything you like as far as that one goes? And then as far as the ACC, you know, who's the top team that you've watched this year?
1: I think Virginia's the best team. Uh, I, I actually saw them in person against Gonzaga, which has really covered my or colored my opinion of them. because They just got so thoroughly thrashed by 25 points in that game. It's like, oh, maybe they, they they aren't that good. But I think that's generally a, an ACC problem that nobody at the top of that league is super elite, but Virginia, to me, is the best one. Now tonight against Florida State, who probably is the second best team in the league, this is a, a nice little one-two battle. Um, I, I think 16 of the last 20 games between these two have gone under the total. Two of the last three have gone over, so maybe that trend is starting to reverse a little bit, but. I just think both teams' defensive systems give the other one problems, whether it's Virginia's pack line or Florida State's hyper-switchy length. So I I lean towards the under there. I'm not super strong about it. It's been bet down a point, so it's maybe not quite the same value as the opener. But I I think both teams can really give the other offense problems tonight.
0: Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master new skill.
2: by a point and a half, I'd buy it down in the money line, take them, I don't know, probably be minus 120, 125, give or take, maybe a little more. But I like Florida State in this matchup. It's all about tempo, and I think it depends on, you know, Florida State doing what they do, super athletic, uh, Virginia in that pack line defense. There's no more infuriating team to watch in college basketball in Virginia, but when they are hitting shots and they slow you down like they did to North Carolina over the weekend – and you're going against them, it is not a pretty sight. Not a pretty sight. Because I had Carolina Saturday, and that was one of those games, Jim, I knew like, I don't know, seven minutes into the game, I made a monumental mistake.
1: <laughs> we, we call it the Virginia crockpot effect. They just, they slowly simmer you to death. It, it is not an, a pretty cover when they're a favorite. I, say, I think they only had 60 points over the weekend, but still covered as a favorite. It's, it, it's, it's ugly, but it's effective for them. Yeah, and this one, I, man, I, the the actual side is kind of a toss up for me. Florida State obviously a little bit rusty out of their shutdown couldn't guard Wake Forest over the weekend. That was really shocking to me, honestly, that they gave up so many so many points, so many outside shots. But between these two tonight, I I don't have any lean on the on the side. Unfortunately, I, I'm kind of just going to sit back and grab some popcorn and watch.
3: Jim, who's the best player this year in college basketball? Is is it Garza? In your opinion, who's the best player? Ooh, I probably guards but it's just it's hard to capture defensive
1: value and i don't think he provides really any uh, he, he's gotten better and he works hard at it but his feet just aren't that quick he can't really move in space and that has clearly hurt the iowa defense It's outside the top 100 and so as good as he's been offensively you do have to knock him a little defensively i i, I kind of buy the dark horse I had the case as potentially the best player himself. He, he's really carried that Illinois team to a bunch of victories. I think he's the best transition player in the country. When he gets ahead of steam, he's almost impossible to stop. Uh, it, there's a lot going on in that race. I, I, I think ours was probably going to win national player of the year just for name recognition. and The fact that he was right there last year and his stats. But when you really think about two way effectiveness, I'm not quite sure he's the best guy. There's a couple others in that conversation for sure.
2: Jim, Duke, Michigan State, Kentucky. I know Kentucky got a win over the weekend. Duke got a win over the weekend. But we got three blue bloods that are clearly on the outside looking in when it comes to the NCAA tournament. If one of those three is going to go on some sort of miracle run down the stretch and in the conference tourneys in order to get in, Duke, Michigan State, Kentucky, you got to get in bed with one. Who would it be? Oh,
1: man, you've got this gun to my head, and I don't like this situation. I don't want to get that. All three are terrible options,
2: any. but you got to <laughs> pick one, bro. I'm putting the pressure on you a little bit. Oh,
1: man. Uh, let's see. I- I'll go with Duke just because I don't think they've been as terrible. I mean, Kentucky, is they're under 500. Like, they they can't win games. Barely pulled that one out this weekend. They've struggled on the stretch against basically everybody. I think they've been outscored by something like 40 points in the final five minutes of games. That is-, that is a problem. Duke still has – Some of the talent upside, and they've shown some flashes. They absolutely demolished Clemson at home. They got a nice win this weekend. They destroyed that NC State team on the road. Maybe a bit of sign of life from them, but Michigan State's point guard problems and Kentucky's just general offense problems are too much for me. So begrudgingly, sidle up next to Duke here.
3: Kim, what do you think the problem with the Blue Bloods has been? You know, I continue to talk about just the fact that it's a lot of one-and-done programs and, like, these kids didn't even get a chance to spend the summer program together and learn the system. They probably didn't even put in their defense until, like, you know, the second month of the season. What's been the issue with teams like Kentucky and Duke thus far? I think you kind of hit it. I mean, you know, there's so much roster turnover for them, especially Kentucky. They, they,
1: for a while, were playing with no one that was on the team last year because of Keon Brooks' injury. And also in general, just that, that one and done approach, you need elite talent to make that work. And they're not getting the top like five recruits there. I don't think any of the top five recruits are on either Kentucky or uh, Duke, which is a huge issue because you can't end out talent people. Then you know, you're not getting these surefire lottery picks. There's no Zion here. There's no RJ Barrett. And that, that matters if you're not able to get, a, a talent level that completely outclasses your opponent, then the teams with experience and a proven system and continuity finally gain a little bit of an edge against these two. And we've seen that probably exacerbated by the pandemic season, like you
2: mentioned. Jim Root, Action Network, Second Chance Points. Jim, appreciate a couple of minutes. And get ready for more bubble talk with my alma mater, Syracuse, uh, a tradition unlike any other, my friend.
1: It's like they live there. They they set up residence. <laughs> and will be there permanently.
2: <laughs> Disaster. Don't remind me, Jim. Appreciate the time, man. We'll do this again soon. All right.
1: Looking forward to it. Thanks for having me on, guys.
2: Yeah, have a good stuff there, Jim Root from the Action Network and Second Chance Points. Syracuse, right on the bubble. What else is new? What else right. is new? We got a lot more to do. It is BetQL Daily? We will dive into the prop market. We'll try to figure out what we like, what we don't, what we're going to get invested in. And we got a lot more fun coming your way right here on the BetQL Audio Network.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.